0: Everyone, welcome in. This is a podcast that is a day too late, an episode that I should have recorded yesterday. However, I'm very glad that I held off on it because, wow, what a day we've had! Where news has just been popping off since early in the morning. Uh, let's start with yesterday's news. Something that was really big that I wanted to address. I wanted to come on here have an emergency podcast, but I felt like maybe we could, you know, maybe we could hold off, talk about it just briefly in the upcoming weeks. No, that that was not allowed. All this news came out. Let's start with the first thing that has been boiling since about April, if you will. Defensive end Yannick Ngakwe agrees to a trade, or I guess he had to agree to the trade. He had no choice, uh, but he is parting ways with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he will be moving to Minnesota, where he will play with the Vikings. So, with this trade that happened, Yannick Ngakwe uh was was traded and that was for a um a 2021 second round draft pick and a conditional 2022 fifth round pick. And that was all announced by the Vikings this morning. Um another thing that was interesting about this trade, Unique Ngakwe agrees to a pay cut his franchise tenure was $17.8 million, and he's only going to be making $12 million. I mean, still a lot of money, but still, he he takes quite a significant pay cut just to go play with a different team. It's a one-year deal, $12 million to play with the Vikings. That was a big trade that happened yesterday, and you know what? It kind of went under the radar. It was talked about. We saw it on NFL Network. We saw it on... ESPN, but it was not breaking news. There wasn't a whole lot of talk about it, but just a little insight for anyone wondering about it. Yannick Ngakwe has expressed dissatisfaction with that organization, specifically with the Khan family who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. So this is a big deal because he's taking a step back and saying, I don't want to play for your team anymore. We heard all of this news how they they wanted to uh, they wanted to keep him around, but then back in April or beginning of May, I can't quite remember the timetable. You start seeing Yannick Ngakwe going on social media, talking about his dissatisfaction with the organization, specifically from the very top. And Tony Khan, the son of of their owner, start who has a huge hand in Jacksonville as it is starts going on this back and forth with with Unique Ngakwe on social media just saying like, well maybe if you responded better, maybe if you did this, maybe if you did that. A terrible look for Tony Khan and the head of the heads of that organization. And you know, this so this has been brewing. We I don't think anyone truly expected Yannick Ngakwe to stay. Uh, maybe he might have stayed in twenty twenty But it wouldn't have ended well. He wouldn't have stayed for the 2021 season. There was a whole lot going on with it. And, you know, I love this trade. I think the Vikings in this situation have only gotten better on defense. They are already a top defense, in my opinion. I, I keep telling people I think they are a top three defense now. I think they're a top three defense. I think they've always been good. Always have, to me, been very underrated for the talent that they have i i've always considered them at least a top like seven or eight defense and people usually put them behind you know they might say okay maybe top 10 but i wouldn't put them as high as seven i think they are and i think they're better than that in fact i think like i said i think with this trade having him alongside daniel hunter a fast defensive line this to me is a, is a top three defense. I don't think they're the best defense in football, but I think they are insanely, insanely talented. Very excited to kind of see what these pieces are going to be doing in in uh, twenty twenty. But uh, but ja- but you know this this to me is just an exciting trade. And Jacksonville was definitely on the downside. But is this what Jacksonville wants? Because another breaking news happened. Early in the morning today. And that is the Jacksonville Jaguars decide to part ways and waive running back Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette has been with the team since 2017. He had three seasons with the organization and now he's gone. He's not a Jacksonville Jaguars. Doug Marone comes out today saying that that. Leonard Fournette wasn't waived because of locker room issues, but rather talent set? Like, he wasn't talented enough. He didn't have the skill set that they were looking for. And that doesn't sound right to me. Leonard Fournette, yes, he's very injury prone. Yes, he is not panned out like Jacksonville has expected. But he's still really good. He's still one of the, you know, maybe not top ten running backs in the league, but He's very, very good. He is at one point, we talked about him as a generational talent coming out of LSU. It was him and Derrick Henry. And now he's being waived. He's being waived from a team that doesn't have a lot of players. And that is something we're going to talk about in just a second. The big question now is, where does Leonard Fournette go? Where, where is, What's his next step? What organization is going to pick up a running back who has not been the most ideal candidate, has had some off-field issues, nothing significant. It's not like he's he's somebody that's constantly making headlines, but he's had some off-field issues. He's had a lot of injuries, not just in the NFL, but in college as well. Who's going to take the step? I personally think New England might go after him. Tampa Bay has been reported going, wanting to go after him. Uh, they they talked with Bruce Arians today, and he said we'll see how it goes. But he's linked up with that organization as a potential candidate. Another one to take, like to keep your eyes on. There's two organizations that I would keep my eyes on: the Buffalo Bills, because I have no idea what they're going to be doing with that running back situation. Yeah, they spent a pretty high pick on Zach Moss out of Utah. But Leonard Fournette could be the lead guy. I don't think they believe in Devin Singletary for some reason. I really like Devin Singletary, but I don't seem to see them buying into him. Um, the other one is Houston. They just brought in David Johnson. But David Johnson's an injury back, injured back as well. Maybe they spend a flyer on Leonard Fournette and he becomes their lead guy, have David Johnson kind of play a one-two role. That would be interesting. I know a lot of people are probably not going to agree with with that landing spot because of David Johnson being there. Just something to think of. I've heard other people think he's going to go to the Chargers so that they don't have to rely on Austin Eckler as the main guy. (laughs) A lot of New Orleans fans want him to go to the Saints, which might not be a bad option right now we'll talk about that in just a second as well uh, but let's f- further take a look at what Jacksonville is doing so with this wave they're gonna bring white uh, they're gonna bring excuse me running back right Ra- I'm having a hard time with names today Raquel Armstead to be their number one guy this is an interesting dynamic he's a type of player that head, excuse me, offensive coordinator Jay Gruden really likes, somebody that can get downfield. They also have Chris Thompson in that backfield as well, so they might they might be doing some pairing offs. So I, I think this could be a, a really interesting spot for them. Raquel Arms, Armstead is some somebody who I think we don't know enough about, but we've been hearing really good reports, especially obviously, today with, with the Wave. But uh, he's apparently been looking really good in camp. So just keep an eye on that. What does this further mean for the Jacksonville Jaguars, though? They've released Leonard Fournette. They've traded, arguably, their best player on defense in Yannick Ngakwe. Is this just the, a blatant, obvious sign that they're tanking for Trevor? I think yes. I think, I think there's two things. That you have to look at with everything going on in Jacksonville. Right now, since, since March, people have said this is the worst team in the NFL. And I, you know, I refuted that a few weeks back when we did the divisional breakdowns. But it's starting to look like that's the case. They're losing a lot of talent. They're not looking like a team that's truly wanting to compete. Their head quarterback is Gardner Minshew. Who I like. He's a he's a great figure to root for. He's fun. He's got a really cool mustache. But he reminds me of Andy Dalton, who I've never been high on. So I don't think he's truly going to be a guy that wins you games. They have very little on defense now. They don't have the dynamic running back that they did. They've got two guys that I would say are secondary running backs. That are guys you that come off the bench for... Uh, screen passes and, and playing as receiver roles. So we'll see where that goes. I think they're tanking for Trevor. But another thing to look at with this situation is the issue at hand. And that is, I think there's turmoil going on inside that locker room. I think the cons have their hands way too deep into the cookie jar. And they aren't ready to give up. (laughs) <laughs> the cookies that are in their hands and but they can't they can't pull their hand out because the the jar lid is is way too small and it's stuck. Just release it, let it go, you can get your hand out. I think they have their hands buried too much into this organization, and I think it's starting to show and I think that especially like the talent that's around there is not very happy with their management that's that's what I'm looking at. I think this is an organization. That is being run into the ground, and not—it's not—it's not looking good. I think there's a lot of behind the scenes issues that we're not being told, and understandably so. Why they wouldn't want that coming out? So earlier I mentioned Leonard Fournette gets waived, and people are, in New Orleans are talking about, oh man, it could be a really cool one-two punch with him and Alvin Kamara. Well, now we hear. Alvin Kamara is on his third straight day of not making mandatory practice or practices because of contract talks. What is going on? These these news stories all came out one after the other within the span of, you know, 45 minutes to an hour it feels like. So Alvin Kamara might potentially be sitting out because of contract talks which is odd because just a few days or weeks ago we hear that Alvin Kamara is just looking ready like he's looking forward to playing he's not caring about the contract he's not worried about the contract he is just ready to get started get on the field have a good time and and help the Saints try and make a Super Bowl run in the 2020 season now we hear Something that's a completely different narrative. He's sitting out. He's not at practices. Could this be a good spot for Leonard Fournette to come in and fill that role? You know, you pay him cheap. You put him on a one-year deal. I, if you ask me, it's it's personally I don't like the fit. I think Leonard Fournette is very injury-prone. He's not a guy that I really want. I think he's still going to be kind of expensive. And then you also have to worry about Kamara. Do I think Kamara is going to be with the Saints long term? Probably not. Let's be honest. He's We're already seeing this contract talk kind of going south. It's not really landing where he wants it to. He's sitting out now after saying that he wasn't going to. I don't think it's going to imprint pretty for the Saints and Kamara. I, I don't think that it's going to be a bloodied relationship or anything, but I don't think it's going to be what we want it to. And I think, I know New Orleans fans want Kamara to stay there long term, but we've already paid a lot of guys a lot of big money to stay for long terms. Started with Andreas Pete, then you, st- or I guess really it started with Michael Thomas, then you saw Cam. Uh, cam jordan get his money and then you see Andreas pete get signed to of like a ridiculous deal for a guy who's barely on the field i didn't like that but you know i digress now alvin Kamara's turn is up to get the money and i don't know if the saints are going to have that cap space or money just set aside to secure him for another big Contract and, and keep him around for another five years or four years or whatever you want to pay the running back. And I don't think Leonard Fournette is going to be feasible for a long-term deal because he's going to want a big contract as well. So I don't see him being a fit with New Orleans. I know a lot of Saints fans want him for you know maybe a year and that's it. But uh, but I don't see it working out. <laughs> Who knows? It might it might be the spot that that he he snugs in and, and comes to. But reasonably, I see. Alvin Kamara moving on, and I see Leonard Fournette going with uh, the Patriots uh, sometime soon. But again, be looking at the Bills in Houston. That's that's my like unexpected. You need a magnifying glass to see it. Spots for him to land. Some other news that we heard out of camps today, as well as as potential cuts or not potential, just cuts that happen with teams. Prince Amukamara, he's a 9-year vet in the league, great cornerback. He just got he just got the wave from the Las Vegas Raiders. Really interesting. They they must have some spots on that secondary that they're really content with because I think Prince Amukamara is a great player. He just got waived by the Raiders. Another thing that we're hearing it's come out from Frank Reich again. He said that he is very happy with the running back situation he has. He still plans on using um, both Jonathan Taylor and and uh, what's his name? The other running back that I'm blanking on, Marlon Mack. That's it. Uh, Marlon, ba- Marlon Mack, Jonathan Taylor, they're planning on using them as a one-two punch. And he's sticking with that. He thinks both are going to have significant roles in the 2020 season. Another thing out of that camp, Trey Burton went down with an injury, but they said that they expect it to just be a few days uh, a couple, or maybe a couple of weeks for his recovery time, and they'll have him back in that offense. And that about wraps it up with all of the breaking news that we've had. Just wanted to come on here, give you a little bit of insight for what is happening because there has been so much news within the last few hours. So... Just wanted to clear it up for everybody. Give everybody the headlines that we've been hearing about. Hope you have a great rest of your day. And remember to listen on Friday. We're doing our same old, what is it called? Same old football fantasy league show. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm sorry. And I'm not cutting any of this out. This is just going to be, this is just on the spot recording. So (laughs) that's it. That is it. But uh, make sure that you listen to that. We're going to have 10 guys all f- who have been on the show, me, Jonathan, Ben, we're going to be on here, and uh, we're, we're just going to live draft. It'll probably be about another long episode, probably another two-hour episode where we we draft, we talk about the draft, and uh, and... We get to hang out with some fun personalities, so we hope that you listen in on Friday to that. Thank you so much for dealing with this emergency podcast with all of the breaking news and craziness that has happened in less than 48 hours. You guys have a wonderful day, and uh, football's back, baby.